McTavish. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. Guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here, and we are back for a Monday episode of Junior Senior Two Views. I'm here with Senior. Hello, hello, hello. Now, uh, NFL, the Colts pull off a surprise win against the Patriots. They and they needed this one. They needed this one big time. And I'm just gonna come out and say it right now. This game confirmed the fact, it confirmed it to me that Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP. There, in there has not been a player more valuable to his team consistently this season than Jonathan Taylor has. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I will say this much that it was not a high-scoring game as far as a passing attack goes. No. Um, the Patriots look a lot of the turn. A lot of it happened off off Mac Jones, two interceptions leading to two two fourteen points, and then a special teams play really. It was the Colts, I agree. They ran Jonathan Taylor down yep. the Patriots' neck. So the Patriots got the favor back returned to them yep. as far as rushing goes. Carson Wentz only threw for 57 yards. It was that kind of game. 170 yards for, for Taylor. You know, it, it, was, it was that kind of game. I think it also showed me that the Patriots cannot afford to be behind in games because then no. they're relying on Mac Jones trying to get them back. Yeah, that's a that's that's one that's their only flaw right now. He that, threw for 299 yards, yeah. but he also threw for two interceptions, two touchdowns. He is still behind. a rookie, so right. it fell behind. Yeah. And so it's a big game for the Colts cuz that keeps them in the in the playoff hunt and we yeah, talked they about them it. last week saying they're one of the they, teams yeah. that have a good shot of getting in, but they needed to win at least two games. So they've won against the Patriots who they've got who they have next week. It doesn't uh, get easier. It does not get easier. It doesn't easy. get easier for the Colts. Um, I'm going to look at it right now while we're talking. The Colts have the Cardinals. Yeah. So the Cardinals just came off a loss. So the Cardinals are going to be pretty pretty ornery going into the next game. Yeah. The Colts host them, so we'll see what happens there. Moving uh, on, next one is... Niners-Falcons. Yeah. Uh, That's what we expected. Yeah. We expected the Niners to win. Yeah. I expect the Niners to yeah. win, but you thought. I think that I don't know. The Falcons I, shouldn't be yeah, there. The Falcons shouldn't be anywhere close to it. But they are close spot. to it, but I don't I think that yeah. I think this kind of put them aside. Of, um, yeah. Yeah, the Niners are playing They're playing good football. Right And I, I did I did put Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat a while no. back. No. A while got, back. I never got that impression. A, a while Another back. Another coach you want to get rid of. A while back I did, but it seems that they've adjusted their flaws and they're back to um, playing the way the football that they should be playing. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 the Niners want to run, and so they ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. They ran for over well over a hundred hundred odd yards. And a so, little stat, um, I think it's um, Debo Samuel. He's close. 
to breaking the he, he's close to becoming the first wide receiver in NFL history to lead his team in rushing, oh, okay. which is huge. That's great. I mean, this this the Niners formula is very simple: run down your throat, and they ran it effectively yep. against the Falcons team that can't stop the run. And Matt Ryan couldn't save himself if he tried. So yeah, you know, this was a typical Niners win. They deserved the win. Yeah, Dolphins Jets. Uh, Not so much yeah. about look. All the Dolphins. teams are talking about. Let's make the folks very clear. The teams are talking about here are the ones who are doing yeah. well. Falcons just won. Se- I mean, the Dolphins have just won seven in a row. Yeah, but the Dolphins were close to losing that. They were close to blowing that game. Very close to blowing the game. And um, Tua single-handedly got them back in it, and he played some elite ball. And um, his receivers were a little bit suspect. Waddle is obviously out. Yes. So he had to rely on Gasicki most of the game. Yep. But um, it it speaks to a lot. I'm not sure if the I I they need Waddle back. They need him in the worst way. Yeah. They need J- Jalen Waddle back because I don't see the rest of their receivers really showing up. And Miami's O line is still pretty terrible. Yeah, look, it's like uh, they, they've got Austin Jackson who still need who who still needs development. Mm-hmm. But the rest of their O line. I think it needs a massive overhaul this offseason, well, especially in the draft. It doesn't get easier for the Dolphins. They have the Saints, they have the Titans, and they have they finish with the Patriots. So yeah. their road in is a lot harder. And I think they're going to be one of those teams that if they could win one of those games, maybe a one and wait and see. They need two. They need two to control their own destiny. They're not going to get two. Yeah, they, they need two. But they have to. They if they get one, they get. They need to rely on help from elsewhere. Right. And with that, how how ridiculous the AFC's been this year, I don't think they're making it in okay. if they win one. Bengals Broncos. Uh, yeah, it was that kind of game. Yep. You have two teams on the Four. outside fringe yep. fighting to get in. Yep. The Bengals had thought, well, there's a good chance they could choke this one, but they didn't choke. They, they yeah. Ben, Bengals played good. I mean the. They have promise. The Bengals do, definitely do have promise, but I don't think this is the year for them to really make legitimate noise. And the Broncos are the Broncos. Their their offense is uninspired, well, and their defense. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Yeah. So as soon as that happens, but even with him on the field, even no. with him behind center, do you think this offense gets even a, no, a it lot better? No. And Drew Locke didn't do any better. It, Drew uh, Drew Locke is, it, uh, in my opinion, it, he's. I don't see anything from him. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Drew Locke. I don't see anything from him. 2020 soured me on him, and yeah. this year, as a second stringer, he hasn't really done anything else to really um, hype up anyone else right. to believing he's going to be a starting quarterback in this league. I still think that the Bengals are in trouble because the next three games, they got the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. Oh, yeah. Think, I think potentially they lose two out of those three. Yeah. So I think they could control the destiny, but at the same time, the Bengals, you can't trust this. No. I mean, they, they lost the week before against the 49ers in a game that, by all accounts, they could have won. Yeah. And they played badly. They played okay against the Broncos, despite the fact that the Broncos didn't help themselves. So, mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, Buck Saints. Uh, it is a, it's kind of a pyrrhic victory for, for, uh, for uh, the Saints. The Saints won or the Bucks won? I'm pretty sure. The Bucks yeah, lost. Bucks, uh, but but nine it, nothing. It was the third only it, the third time was, in Trump. It was Brady's even career. worse though for the Bucks because they lose Godwin. Mm. They, they lost Godwin in the game. They lost Evans in the game, mm. and they lost Fournette. Yeah, so 
Uh, that's only the third time that I throw a three. Nine, I'm nine, throwing up a three. Nine, the third nothing. time in Bron- Tom Brady's career he's been shut out. Shoot. The last time he shut out was like over a decade ago. That was, so a, that that was a really, that, that's an ugly game. It was an ugly game, but I think it was, look, the Saints have a pretty good defense. Yep. Thank goodness for that because outside of that, you know, Tom Brady had a very so-so game. He only threw for 214 yards, threw the ball 48 times, attempted 48 times. Um, they lost three of know, their best. The Saints, they lost three of their best offensive weapons. Yeah, for the Saints, you know, Taysom Hill, he's not a good. Pa- I mean, the Saints he, don't have a quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. But the defense league. locked it down. Yeah. The Saints didn't allow the Buccaneers to get very far. They didn't bend. They didn't break. Um, you know, they got three field goals, and that's all they needed. So nine nothing sounds like a, a baseball score, but that, you know, I don't know if that really shakes up things for the Buccaneers. Did that changed. Their outcome, I don't think so. No, not really. Um, for the Saints, they needed this to stay in the, the hunt. I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to stay in the hunt. I'm looking at the Saints schedule as we as we speak. I'm going to type it in my phone. And what we have of the Saints schedule is the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Potentially, they could be in the driver's seat if they could win at least two out of three of those. Yeah, they but, need. You know, yeah. is that going to be enough for them to get in? And no, they're not gonna, I don't think so. No, their offense is too injured. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs, even if they make it. And I don't think they're going to make it with... Uh, with they're going to get bounced in the wild card, even if they, even if somehow by some miracle, <laughs> Jameis Winston comes back, which ain't happening. But Taysom football's not taking them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Urban's not going to get the rest of his money. Well, of course. <laughs> like, do you really think he deserves... Deserves to get his severance package after this dumpster fire of what, what's been going on with Urban Meyer. I mean, it's well documented at of this point not. in time. He became, he became, as a coach, he became pretty much contrary to everything he preached about with, yeah. with running a football team. He became completely antithetical to everything he preached about. Of course. Um... I agree. I, look, he's on a, he's owed, well, he didn't even finish a season. He was, it's a five-year contract, but, you know, the Jaguars will say, you know, there was show cause. Basically show cause that the reason why Herbert Meyer got fired, well, it was everything to do with his, his conduct. So this is what the Jaguars will fight to try and retain the rest of his money. So I think for, you know, for the, for someone like Urban Meyer, I'm not sure how much noise he's gonna make about it. It's he only gonna make him look. He doesn't. He doesn't even. So. He doesn't deserve the money. He doesn't deserve the money. Are you seriously telling me you're gonna treat employees like this and you're gonna get your severance package? Really? No. He doesn't deserve the money with what he's done this season. I don't care that that the Jaguars have have next to no talent on their roster, but he he took this bad situation and just completely just threw it into the volcano. Like it was absolutely ridiculous with what was going on this this season. He lost the locker room by week six. Yeah. Uh, Giants soda giveaway. Now I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea what this is. So it was reported in Deadspin that this past game that the Giants had with the Cowboys, where that all fans would get treated to a medium soft drink. <laughs> so whether or not that, that is that seems whether like, or not that's been reported has been accurate, it would kind of seem 
I would think they would be offering the Mike Glennon, you know, <laughs> dog, but not a drink. Isn't Mike Glennon injured now? And the Who Giants knows anymore. Gi- the Giants are down to their third string. I'm going to be sure. the next quarterback for the Giants at this point. <laughs> They're down to Luke Fromm. Oh my lord! So that's what that's what's being reported. And I think that's an insult to any season ticket holder to basically say this is the product on the field that you've spent to put on the field. By the way, yeah. Do the every do the. The are, the this kind of thing is reaching. Please come to our games level. Games levels. Well, they should be paying the fans for coming there and watching the, the horror with shows. whatever refuse is being thrown right. out there. So the fact that they're offering fans a free drink to me is not. It's not. Kosher. It doesn't suffice. Are, are the like oh a medium a medium drink? You may as well give them a whole buffet for watching this horror show this season. The Giants are are. Like, you can describe, it is a biopsy with how bad they are this season. Mm, of course. Significant change needs to come, and we'll go over that. It's once, imminent. Once, once, uh, once well, Joe Judge gets fired. Once, once, once the season is over. We'll, once Joe we'll, Judge we'll, gets fired. Once the season is over, we'll do a whole segment as to what has gone wrong with the Giants and what they need to do to actually get a start on rebuilding this team. Because it's clear that the core they were trying to develop is not working. Okay. So the next one, Jake Paul, oh, our God. friend Jake Paul. Like, so it's not to be confused so, with not to well, be confused Logan. With Logan Paul. So uh, here's a bit of context for anyone that's not I in the loop. So he, he was about to, he was going to fight Tommy Fury, um, yes. the son, the son of um, Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury yes. uh, but Tommy Fury uh, broke a rib in training, so yep. he pulled out yes. and he re- he fought Tyrone Woodley in a rematch. And if you'll remember, we did cover that in we an did. episode. Uh, Tyrone Woodley got put to sleep he did. with that with that knockout. So there's a little bit of video, a little bit of blurb from Jake Paul about his fights. Four massive fights in 13 months. No one in the history of boxing has done what I've done at this age. Massive all right. <laughs> I, think that's you, I think it's enough to say. Yeah, like, have you, like, uh, let's see, let's go on over who he's, who he's fought. Nate who Robinson. Fought. Who's he fought? So, first of all, he fought four, four fights in 13 months. Let's go over that. So, he fought a YouTuber. Yes. Uh, he fought, uh, who was it? Another retired. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Ex basketball then, player. Then, then, then he fought, um,. Who was that retired UFC guy? He fought Tyron Woodley, and then yeah. before Tyron Woodley, he fought another retired UFC guy. You haven't fought a real boxer, and he's out here on Twitter calling out Canelo. Yeah. If he fight, uh, look, I'll respect him if he gets in the ring with Canelo. But he's right. going to, he's gonna, he he's so gonna he have. Fought- but before he gets in that ring with Canelo, he's gonna have to start preparing his obituary because yeah. he will die. So speaking of which, Canelo has come out. What he's actually the, given? No, no, no. He's no actually, hang on. It's not Canelo. It's George, George Mesidval. Yeah, I've seen that. Basically said to him. Like the best in the world, you need them. You understand? I know it hurts, but you need the best in the world to make the money. I'll tell you what. Come on over to UFC, sign a one fight deal. Then they give you whatever the fuck he's gotta pay you. I'll break you down. So I don't know why the UFC is even giving him the time of day because, like. I remember seeing one clip where uh, um, Daniel Cormier actually confronted Jake Paul at a UFC event. And I'm like, really? DC's better than that. And then now you you had Nate Diaz on Twitter tweeting him like earlier in the year. And now you have Masvidal. So this is it. 
this is, and I suppose for me to put my hot take on it, I'm a purist at heart. Boxing's boxing. I grew up in a yeah. time where you had the best boxers fighting each other. All the time. Now before a, UFC. Now it's a clown show. And now it's become this. When you have <laughs> Darren Williams and Frank Gore throwing punches at each other like old men. When you have Jake Paul, who's a YouTuber, and the other Paul coming on fighting each other. Now the only time I respect the other Paul is when he drew Logan. when he when he drew with Floyd Mayweather. Well, so Mayweather, Mayweather, really? I didn't pay any mind again, to that fight. I still don't. I'm not taking away from the fact that Jake Paul had to get training, had to get in shape yeah. to fight an ex-UFC guy. All right. I yeah. just think that it's a bit much now when you have just guys coming out of woodworks. I think boxing is obviously taking a backseat. I'll to tell UFC. you when it died. I'll tell you when it died. The, when Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor got in the ring for their, their little cash grab back in 2017, oh, that's when it died. That is when boxing died. Are you, that, that, yeah. No, that's when that's when it truly got put in the grave. That was the last gasp for boxing being okay, in, spent in, enough being time in the that. spotlight. Big deal or little deal? Big deal or little deal? Yep. Anthony Edwards, two thousand points. He's, he's uh, racked up two thousand NBA. Give me points. a li- give me a little deal on that. That he's gonna get a lot more points in his career. He's a high volume scorer. If it. Even though his efficiency still leaves a little bit to be desired, he's going to get a lot more points than that. This is why I think it's a big deal, okay? He's the seventh player in history to reach 2,000 points in 100 games at 20 years of age or younger. He joins Carmelo, Luka, Durant, Irving, LeBron James, and Zion Williamson. That's very esteemed, a very esteemed list. So I think it's a big deal yeah. because that is... That's phenomenal. Now, I yeah. think the sky's the limit for this kid. And that's yeah. why I said to you before, I don't think it's going to work with him and Carl Anthony Towns. I think, I think he's the draw, and Carl Anthony Towns is no longer the draw because he can do more things on the court than Carl Anthony Towns can. And that's why I think Minnesota needs to build around him and give Cat the flick. Okay. All right. Word up. It's, bl- it's blank that AD is out with injury. <laughs> I'm in pain again. Come on. I'm asking you. Unsurprising. Oh, yeah. Because what do we know? AD's made out. This is him. This is AD. This is who he is. Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy. He got healthy when? He was the healthiest when there was a shortened season in the bubble. But you take him away from a bubble and have a full season, you're going to expect injury. Now, he wasn't playing, obviously, today. Lakers lost to your Bulls. Um, I think they would have lost anyway. But, you know, he's injured again. MCL, he's going to be out for at least a few weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks, maybe longer. Because this is what Anthony Davis, this is who he is. Period. Yep. Hey, shit. What's your like, word? Um, uh, ah, you can't think of one. Because <laughs> what am I supposed to say? It's AD. Like, he's made out of glass. Okay. He's a great player. It's what? It it's inevitable with him. He gets he gets he gets injured every single season. Every single season he gets he has some sort of injury. The next one, the hiring of Buck Showalter's next Mets manager is farcical. Farcical. Like okay, are you telling? 
Like, they took the popular option over the right option. Ooh. I'm not I'm not entirely angry about it, because, like, it's one, it's, one of, it's, so it's, it's one of the more reasonable options as manager. Yeah. I would have been more angry if they went for went for Beltron again. I would have been more angry. Yeah, if, Beltron. Uh, if, too much too much messiness about I would have been more angry if they did that. But you're, you went for the guy that picked Ubaldo Jimenez in a playoff game over Zach Britton. Are you kidding me? Like, and a guy who just trusted his right-handed bullpen arms, even when um, uh, Peter Angelos kept him around for way too long in Baltimore. Okay. All right, I'll let you stop your rant now. For me, it's more than one word. It's all in. It's all in because you had to do this. You had to get a manager who has experience. He knows New York. Did he not? He was managing when the Yankees still had George Steinbrenner as the boss. He's got now he's got a clone named Steve Cohen. He's been in New York already. He's got the experience. I told you this. They need an experienced manager. Probably the most experienced manager had since Terry Collins. They couldn't go with another rookie coach with these guys. Yeah. You need someone, and he hasn't been out the league that long. He was out since he last coach in 2018. Yeah. Okay, so I think it's a it's all in move. The Mets want to win, and they need a manager who can handle New York. He but can handle New York. Is it, can he win in the playoffs though? Well, that's look, that's, and the same questions asked of Dusty to this day. Yeah. He's not the only one who's had these struggles. Dusty Baker's had struggles, but he's still there. Well, Dusty Dusty actually has prestige. So, but Buck Showalter doesn't. Everywhere he's gone. Ironically, he's been fired, and then they win a championship, right? <laughs> he goes to the Yankees. He gets fired a year before they win the championship in '96. He goes to he goes to Arizona. He gets fired a year before they win the championship. So I think it's a good move. It's all in. You had to get somebody experienced. I don't know. I I I don't know about the hire. I just okay. feel I just feel like they've they might. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on this one. But I I'm sus on this one. Kyrie Irving, part-time player, means blank for the Nets. It means surrender. <laughs> the Met, the Nets have COVID protocol guys. And now. you know, you know the funny thing? He's already in health and safety protocols. Right. So they, I mean, the net, the, it's a backflip by the management because management was saying in the beginning, you know, New York is this, and how about him playing part-time? And they've kind of given in to the fact that they actually need him around. They need him around because everyone else is falling like flies. And so... Because it's Omicron. Right. And so, it, it, to me, it's a surrender. It's the net surrendering to the idea that, well, we, need, we, we can't have him all the time, but we'll take what we can get from yeah. him there. Which I think is counterproductive because the Nets are expected to get to the championship. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do when you can't have... The, when you, if you have home field, home court... In the in the playoffs, and you need Kyrie there, and you can't play. Mm -hmm. it's the, to me, it's a consistency thing. But well, it's what they had to do. Uh, well, it's it, your words. Um, unexpected. I didn't expect. I didn't expect um them to throw up the white flag because of um the stiff restrictions around the vaccine mandates in New York. Mm -hmm. But um, when this was starting, that was the last thing on my mind. I didn't think they were gonna gonna go with Kyrie gonna bring back Kyrie as soon as they did mm -hmm. so the when I saw that I'm like wow they actually did it so it's interesting because the 
the whole issue is existential. They can't control it. It's all about Kyrie and if he decide when and if he decides to get the vaccine, which he may never decide to get the vaccine to actually play play for this franchise. Yeah. So it's either he moves on somewhere else, or the, he moves on somewhere else, or they keep with this part time like charade for yeah. a, for however long they need him for. And who knows? Once Omicron starts to settle down and the full-time players actually come back in, they might sit him out again. All right, moving on. Uh, Paul Maurice resigned... Uh, no, uh, Zach Randolph, re- number retired. So he cool. he's the first uh, uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies player to have his number retired. Not Sharif Abdurrahim, oh, the original boy. draft pick, or Brian Big Country Reeves when the Grizzlies were Vancouver. They were both mediocre players. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, in, in, the, in the time that Zach was there, you know, I think of Zach with the Knicks, and Memphis didn't do as well, but with Memphis, you know, he he was one of the team leaders in points. He was uh, a, he, he pretty much epitomized who they were as a franchise around yeah, that time. Yeah, undersized guy, that, too. Not, that, a big, not a powerful forward, not that, a guy who's going to dunk on you. Also a great, um, a great tackler of Blake Griffin all the time in playoff games. Yep. But um, I think he deserves it. I mean, he's not gonna. He's not. I wouldn't put him up in the echelon of some of the greatest of all time. But he's def. He's de- he was definitely a good player in the in the two thousand tens. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a great player, and definitely um, epitomized what they were as a franchise, which okay. was great and grind. At and the you time. say the next player should be. The next player uh, should be just Marcus All. Absolutely, obviously, because yeah. he's one of their best players in franchise history. Yep. And the Gasol brothers. Um, Powell wasn't there for. For um, an amazingly no, long no, time, he left at the right time. He he, he got yeah. traded. At the, he right. got traded yes. for ironically for a pick that turned into Marcus All. Right. right. So uh, and then moving moving on, Paul Maurice resigns. So he's the Winnipeg Jets coach yep. resigning, um, and Winnipeg was doing well. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because Winnipeg, in my opinion, they're a team that um doesn't. Like, last year, going into the playoffs, I did not see them doing anything in them because looking at the advanced metrics, it, it didn't tell me a whole lot mm-hmm. that, they'd stay, that they'd be, um, that they'd have any staying power in, in the playoffs. And they collapsed in the second, they got swept in the second round so, because they came up with t- against a team with more than one line and riding uh, incredible momentum in the Canadiens. So it's reported... In the athletic, that he essentially said it was 100% his decision, and he felt that the team needed a new voice. Yeah. So he coached them for more or less nine seasons, and he just said he's probably their he's probably their most 600 games. He's their most successful coach in franchise history because they they in 2018 they got to the Western Conference Finals, and that's their deepest run ever. Yeah. That is their deepest run ever. They got to the Western Conference Finals against the Golden Knights in their inaugural season. Yeah. So. It's it it's kind of it's kind of out of nowhere, and I'm not sure who the Jets could get get at this point in time. There are a couple of coaches out there because the NA, the NHL I call it the most progressive league in the entire in the entire world because it recycles coaches like a deck of cards. Okay. But they could get somebody, but I'm not sure if like right now was the right time because they're they're not playing amazing hockey. But they're they're there sort of, but they need they need they need to make moves at the deadline. 
for them to actually be like legitimate. All right. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep, a shame. Yep, a shame he couldn't be a part of the um of their World Series run. But look, here's my opinion: if he doesn't get injured, I don't think they make those moves at the deadline hmm. to re- to repair so, their outfield true. because. When he was healthy, they were completely relying on him. Yeah, they, they were. were. They were relying on him. But he was on, on, he was on pace to hit as many home runs as he did his rookie year. They, they were relying on him. And then when he got injured, Braves management were like, we have no outfield. We've got to go into free agent, into the deadline and repair our outfield. Well, and with the moves they made, uh, you had one of the names I can mention is Eddie Rosario, who was arguably their best player in the whole playoffs. Yeah. So, so I don't think if he, if he doesn't if he doesn't get injured, I don't think they go anywhere near the World Series. Well, I think they still would go near the World Series because he was on pace to hit as many home runs. At the, when he got injured, he was hitting at a, an alarming rate. So I think if he comes back healthy next year, if there is baseball, then yeah. you could consider the Braves if they retain Freeman as well and make a few moves. They're going to be right there. Hopefully not making. Well, they need to resign a couple guys. They need they need to resign a couple guys. So it's just about whether the whether ownership wants to pay the luxury tax. Which, considering they just won a World Series, I think they'd be happy to pay the luxury tax. But um, it's all about the lockout right now, and they can't do anything because their franchise player Freddie Freeman is dangling in free agency, and a little team in L.A. wants him to replace Seager. Oh well. So. That's going to be interesting if when when and if the lockout ends. But we'll be there to cover that in coming episodes. That'll be our show for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, these bonus episodes are allowing us to cover everything, cover all our bases, cover some of the big Sunday games, and we're going to keep doing them. Yep. So if you're here from TikTok, welcome. We do this every Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and every Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So... And we're going to continue to keep doing them. So stick around for them, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye.